Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's good that we're getting energized. It's good that we're starting to get, uh, you know, get, get our brains and hearts involved. Because in a week and a day, we're going to be voting. And uh, keeping a close eye on how Canadians are preparing to vote, what the mood is in the country, how the mood swings, how the, sh- how the, how the attitudes change, uh, what the gender uh, voting is, what the demos are, what um, regionally how things are working out, is Ipsos Public Affairs for Global News. And Ipsos does fantastic polling. And my good friend Daryl Bricker, who's the president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs, the author of Next, the book that needs to be in every home in this country, is with us. And uh, Daryl, thank you again for giving up uh, part of your Sunday afternoon. My pleasure. And, and so if we look at an overall picture right now, and my apologies for going on as long as I did. If we look at this country, um, by the way, my friends will tell me it takes me a long time to get to the point. Maybe you've noticed that. <laughs> but if we look at the country now, Daryl, what's the mood? What's, what, how are Canadians leaning? It's fragile. Um, the Canadian mood is fragile right now, particularly as we uh, get into this fourth wave of, uh, of uh, COVID. People are quite anxious at the moment. And I would say in terms of the political situation, if you want to look specifically at, uh, at the election, um, what we're seeing at the moment is that uh, it's a very tight race and a lot of division. So I find this interesting because you mentioned COVID, and of course COVID should be a major factor in the election campaign. It's been a major factor in each of our lives for a year and a half. But I also don't hear it talked about in my conversations. Maybe it's just because of the conversations I have. But it really has to be a factor in the uh, in the uh, in the election. Is, is it a demographic issue? Is it a regional issue? Is COVID or is COVID a national part of the national discussion? It's really comprehensive. I mean, it's uh, it's across demographic groups. It's across uh, it's across regions. People are concerned about COVID. Uh, it's and 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 it's really driven by. Uh, the uh, what, what's happening in, in specific communities. So people look outside the front door, and if they feel that it's less safe than it was before as a result of this, then they become more concerned about COVID. But it is a fairly comprehensive uh, issue, I would say. Uh, one of the polls that you uh, that you did at Ipsos says one in eight Canadians undecided about the election. That took me by surprise. Is that a is that a big number for a week? Usually for a week before a vote. Yeah, it is. Normally we see it uh, tighten up a little bit more than that. But one of the things that's really going to be tough on the pollsters this time is is even among undecided voters, uh, including undecided voters, is figuring out who's going to turn out at this election. Because the voting's already started. I mean, we already uh, began with preliminary uh, voting um, uh, on Friday. And right. people have been voting by mail for a while. So a fair amount of this election might already be over by the time, you know, we start rolling into next week is, is a lot of people uh, participate in ways that they maybe didn't participate previously. So uh, undecided voters at this stage of the game, given that there's a certain number of barriers to participating, people feeling like, for example, that, that voting might be a bit unsafe and undecided voters are more likely to feel that voting in person is going to be unsafe than people who uh, are more decided about how they're going to vote, uh, more confused about what the, uh, the other options are for voting. Um, they may actually not vote at all. 
So even though they're undecided, um, even if they're undecided, they might also be confused about you know what the situation is. So I, I don't know that necessarily as we get into this next stage of the campaign, it's going to be about convincing undecided voters. It's more about getting people to actually vote, which is going to be harder in this election than any election I can remember. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's quite a statement. Um, because we we have um, been a bit of sort of national laggards at getting out and voting in numbers that we should vote because we've been in the uh, low 60s for turnout, at least in some of the elections, federally and much lower than that, provincially and municipally. Yeah, well, the last two elections, 2015-2019, set a a record for this century. So from 2000, the year 2000, had, I don't know the exact number of elections federally, but we've had a number of them, and the two highest turnout levels have been 2015 and 2019, both times that uh, the Justin Trudeau won. In 2011, when turnout was low, so in, in the last two election, turnout was around 69%. Mm-hmm. In 2011, when Stephen Harper won his majority, it was only 61. Mm-hmm. So learned, low turnout elections tend to favor the Conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if this turns into a low turnout election, then all indications are that it probably will be a low turnout election. One wonders if we're going to find ourselves in a scenario where there's a slight advantage to the Conservatives. Uh, and this is something that you mentioned uh, on, on this program a couple of months ago. You, we were talking about that, and you said if the turnout is low and the base gets out for O'Toole, even then, you said there's a possibility of a conservative minority government. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and it, I mean, I don't know what it, what's going to happen, but... Yeah, that's the conventional wisdom, right? Um, if it's a low turnout and the, the conservatives get out, then they're going to have a good shot at forming a government. Um, so, so are are the conservatives still in a position where they're slightly ahead of the liberals or have the liberals drawn even? How tight is this race between those two parties before we bring in the NDP? Okay, so what we've seen um, from the start of this campaign, I mean... First of all, there's been a whole bunch of polls that have just been, uh, I, would, I would describe them as, um, uh, outliers would be too polite a term. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're just like, you know, showing the conservatives ahead by 14 or you know, these massive changes in public voter opinion from the beginning to the end. What we showed in our polling, and I think most of the pollsters that you could name, uh, the ones that are very serious about this, have been showing a fairly steady pattern of public opinion. So at the start of the election, uh, the Liberals had a fairly comfortable four or five point lead, um, had all the problems with the call of the election, uh, evened out a little bit in the second and third week where we saw the Liberals and Conservatives draw uh, very close together. And then by last week when we released our last poll on Monday, Tuesday, so through last weekend, um, what we saw was that the Conservatives moved into a slight lead. So it's been a fairly gradual evolution of opinion rather than big jumps one way or the other through the course of the election campaign. What is a story like uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould's book excerpt yesterday uh, saying the Prime Minister wanted her to lie and then Mr. Trudeau responding yesterday that he had never wanted her to lie? And then today, Selena Caesar Chavan saying, the former parliamentary secretary to Mr. Trudeau, saying that we don't need more of his ego and that she's going to vote conservative. How much of an impact does does that have on opinion nationally? Well, it doesn't help. 
I mean, because that we're talking about it, and I'm sure a lot of other media outlets are talking about it. It's going to make its way, certainly made its way into the, the news on the, the course of the week, during the course of the weekend, and was a fairly prominent story. And you know, those other things come up, and people will be talking about that as well in the news. And the Prime Minister is going to get asked questions about this on the road, or Justin Trudeau is going to get asked questions about this on the road. He's not getting much of a chance to get his message out. Mm-hmm. So if that's the if, if that's the narrative of the last couple of days, um, it's not good. It's obviously not good for the Liberal Party. Um, that's not what they want to be talking about. They want to be focusing on a combination of why you shouldn't vote for Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives, and also by implication, um, Jagmeet Singh in the uh, in the NDP, and why you should be voting for the Liberals. You don't want to be uh, you know, relitigating cases that took place in the last election campaign. And it's interesting, uh, I, I saw uh, Justin Trudeau's comments about this. He said, look, we decided that in the last election. Well, it doesn't seem like Jody Wilson thinks that it was decided in the last election campaign or that you can just kind of brush it into, there's a, there's a line drawn in history and you can, you can just push it back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Will there be any more excerpts from this book? I don't know. Um, but it's certainly not a topic uh, or an agenda that the, the Prime Minister wants to be res- mm-hmm. responding to, particularly this late in the election campaign. No, and the book's coming out on Tuesday. It was supposed to be uh, published on in October, but now it's going to be available next Tuesday, so it'll be it'll have time to uh, to add to the the flavor of the of the election campaign. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.